Honestly, I've been watching Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I love it. Nice. I've never felt cozier in my entire life. That's very good. That's a very good thing. My favorite thing that Quinn has been watching this week is the York New City arc of Hunter Hunter. <laughs> and I cannot wait to talk to him about it later. I'm sorry to say that I am preferring the uh, Murder, She Wrote episodes, but I gotta be honest with who I am. Just wait. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> right? See, right now, I know exactly what part you're at. You're at the part where you're like, Crollo isn't hot. And that's going to change. And when it does, you're going to be like, oh my god, this is better than Murder, She Wrote. So Right much. now, I'm at the part where I'm thinking, these guys are a little too overpowered. No, 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 no. They don't have a, like, they're perfectly fine. Like, I'll give you, okay, some characters are way too overpowered and it's stupid and it, like, ruins the series. What are you guys like... laughing about? Did you keep going? <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. Because it's like, they're like, oh no, the shadow beasts. And then they're easily beating the shadow beasts. Yeah. Are you guys late in, in the series? Like, is it a lot of seasons in? It's I'm one season in. Still, oh, because I was like going to say that's that's I was going to say that's typically like a late in the series problem that most series have. If you, when, when you go too far over, people just end yeah. up overpowered and you don't know what to do with them. But never mind, it's early in the series. It's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. There's so like that's probably why. Yeah. Season. <laughs> Jeez, wow. that's insane. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense for anime. Oh. Oh goodness. I guess yeah. Anyway, a better refill, Mister Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Ah, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... <laughs> Welcome to Tipsy Terry. <laughs> this is a podcast about horror movies, and you can be tipsy if you want to. Um, and I'm Harish. I'm Sam. I'm Molly. And we have a guest today. Yeah, a very special Not going to introduce him. Nope. <laughs> I, I would like my introduction to be vampire horniness expert. I think that's my title. That vampire horniness expert. Molly, okay. what'd you say? I don't know. <laughs> you okay. change the grammar if... to make it sound better. You have like, some... We just... rank ourselves in terms of who is most horny for vampires. Yeah, like, I don't. I feel like it's too dangerous to get into this conversation because we're gonna end up fighting for like fifteen <laughs> minutes, and I just don't know if other people. <laughs> need to... I think. Sam, you are the expert for like general horniness in film, but I'm saying like I've specialized in vampires. You th- the problem th- though is Quinn. The- is there a not sexy horny vampire? Yes. No. The children in Let the um, Right One In. Okay, that yeah. doesn't count their kids. I'm talking yeah. about Yeah. I'm talking about like an adult vampire thing like there's not even like Nosferatu has its horniness but like not Nosferatu himself you're wrong he you're looks wrong. like a dick when it's already disqualified <laughs> you're wrong as the arbiter of good taste on this podcast I have to <laughs> 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 you're wrong 
Okay, so uh, I, I was going to introduce... Okay. <laughs> we haven't talked about what movie Well, I was going to say, and speaking of, we're watching a movie with one of the horniest vampires of all time. Right. Which is Fright Night from 1985, featuring our special guest whose name we have not fucking said is Quinn Wright. <laughs> we just started fighting immediately. Guys. I'm old hat on this podcast like i've only suggested a few times but i can't yeah. remember the last episode where i didn't come up if you if you didn't yeah if you don't recognize the- <laughs> wait wait has the episode where i did that one thing has that come up has, well, have we released that yet i don't know what you're talking about i don't know about. what you're talking about we just no, released dracula was, where i called out quinn by name for something i did that's oh, a lot I think of it's that- Gungeon. I think it's the next one. There's a big one coming for you, Quinn. (laughs) I feel like. What was the last one? I was listening to um, The Village and you were talking about me. And I'm like, of course. (laughs) This was before I'd even seen The Village. At that point, I had not seen The Village. I watched it last (laughs) week for the first time. (laughs) But I still came up. (laughs) Quinn, have you seen The Visit? No. Okay. I want to know your opinion. And speaking Chris, of Fright Night... Do not try and get one more person on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a good movie. Um, uh, so no, I, I'm a big M. Night fan. We I... are too, Quinn, but we can't get into this. Let's keep talking. Let's talk about the movie. Wait, let's, let's keep arguing about things that don't directly have to relate to the movie. No, we're just going to have a really bad real <laughs> And today's do... episode is about Fright Night. I just want to ask our listeners, is this what you expect? going and do you know that we're just gonna argue for 20 minutes about nothing and then like barely talk about the movie a little bit and then fight a little bit more and then get into our weird segment <laughs> that we only do all of the time <laughs> so we forget is that just what this is yes yeah and with all that right, cool. fright night <laughs> fright night is the movie did we say that it's yeah the movie. Night, fright night from 19 19- yes the original og the original fright night fright night Directed by Tom Holland. Of Child's Play, apparently. He also, no, he was in Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I got really confused. He also... Uh, he wrote Psycho 2. Oh. I've always wanted to this see that. Huge. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so there's... I, I learned a lot of facts about this movie because there's a documentary called You're So Cool... What's his name? Bur- what's his last name? Brewster. 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 Charlie yeah. Brewster. You're so cool, Brewster, is the name of the documentary. And it's about the making of this one and Fright Night 2. And I watched half of it. To- I watched it until they started talking about Fright Night 2, and then I turned it off. So, yeah, I watched that today. So I know a lot of facts about this movie. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> I cannot wait to learn. I was wondering, like, you just kept pulling out facts. Yeah. The whole We'd be watching it, and he'd be like, stakes backwards, look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great documentary. I would recommend it. It's like three hours, three and a half hours long, but it's nice. talking about, like, two I movies. I want to watch it. I'm mad you watched it without me. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to prepare. Is, like, two months ago, I listened to 30 minutes of a podcast called Horror Queers about this because oh. that's how long it takes me to grocery shop. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I never finished it after I got back. Wow. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. That's my lens. So what are... My lens for oh. this movie is that I watched it on Trick or Treat Night 2020. Oh, nice. And it was just nice. I yeah. Was like, Fuck yeah, that's cool. That's a cool night. Yeah. We watched it... Um, 
in the theater. Yeah, when Gateway showed it, we watched oh. it. It was That's on so film, cool. I'm pretty sure. It was yeah, awesome. It was great. And Quinn, have you seen this before? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it, I think, for one of my whole October movie challenges. Mm. Yeah. I think I watched it first then. Right. Yes, didn't you do it? Did you do that and then the remake? I think we were talking about this. That might have been when, when I watched movies. both of them back to back for the first time. That sounds right to me. Yeah. I, think I can find out in a few minutes. Harish and I did that when we watched it in theaters. We watched it and then we got home and we were like, yeah, let's watch the remake. And then we fell asleep halfway through it. Yeah. But I've seen the remake multiple times. But And so I actually, I had seen the remake in theaters and I knew I'd seen it multiple times before I saw this one. So it oh, kind of well. sets up the movie a little differently, you know? Yeah. Interesting. For me. Um, but I'll, I'll avoid talking about it. I'll try to focus on this one. So Tom Holland wrote it and directed it. He uh, he was writing a movie called Cloak and Dagger, which is based on a short story that's basically like, um, uh, what's it called? Rear Window, but like Ooh. with a kid, um, which is Disturbia, I guess. But I was going to say like Disturbia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like Cloak and Dagger is based on a short story. Um, and anyway... He was writing that and then like that he had the idea of like what if you notice that your neighbor was a vampire and then like Such so a he, good idea. Yeah, he thought it was a great idea, but he didn't know where to go with it until like later on he was like um discussing it with someone else and then he realized, "Oh, the kid would just go to Vincent Price and ask for help." <laughs> and so that was like the angle that he took and then like he wrote the first draft in like three weeks and he says he like had a lot of fun writing it and was like laughing out loud the whole time that's so good that's awesome it's also like like a fantasy of his of like my neighbor being you know uh, a vampire he like wanted this to to happen to him yeah I thought you were going to say he didn't know where to go until he, like, just was watching Gay Ford. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So this was his first direct, the, the his directorial debut. There you go. Yeah. Um, because, like, he got a lot of clout from, like, Psycho 2 being a success. Um, and, like the movie that he did in between the the that and this um like was directed by someone else and he didn't like the way it was directed and mm-hmm. thought it turned out bad so he like m- decided that he wanted to direct it himself and um he did a great job yeah uh apparently the first draft didn't have amy in it so <laughs> even gayer yeah <laughs> oh my god wait he wrote class of 1984 Yes. What is Dare that? I say that's the better movie. Ooh, I've never seen Between it. Between that and Fright Night, without Amy. Oh, what? the movie without Amy is a better uh, it movie. Would be better. Interesting. Hmm. I think it would be. I like Amy because she's so horny, and it's yeah. like very relatable for a vampire universe. Right. I guess, but like. Aren't they all all horny? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so like the the character of Peter Vincent is based on Peter Cushing and Vincent Price and he originally wanted Vincent Price to 
to play Peter Vincent. I would have nutted. Yeah. Um, but apparently, so the on, only way it could have gotten gayer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but on Wikipedia, it says that at this point, Vincent Price was like tired of being typecast and like stopped doing horror movies. But Aww. in the documentary, it said it was because like Vincent Price like had health problems and couldn't do it. So I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with documentary, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, another fun fact. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> I can't trust I feel it. Like he definitely did. Right, yeah. He at least did his vocal work on Scooby Doo. Yeah. Right. Um, After this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie Sheen wanted to audition for Charlie, but, um, uh, the director didn't want him because he was too hot. He, like, wanted a nerdier character for Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Sheen was, like, the bad boy in this time. Oh, I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) Good. Okay, just making sure. Um. Wow. Yeah. That would have been a choice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been weird. I don't know. It, I don't think it would have worked. I agree with I the agree. director. I think, yeah, I think the guy who plays Charlie is great. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, he he's is great. He's exactly who, who should play. The only other guy who could play this role is Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, mm, I don't agree. <laughs> they he's look like alike. generic enough. But, like, this guy is more, like, enthusiastic. But Alan, whatever his name is, is also pretty enthusiastic. He's just playing cameron who's not anyways um, oh my god no fucking way this guy plays chuck in search party who's chuck who's, is that the brother-in-law know. no hold on let me google this you mean charlie the guy who plays charlie the guy who plays charlie plays chuck in search party and he's in three episodes yeah cop i'm trying to remember chuck is he in he's the, the he's the um nanny daddy who Portia tries to blackmail. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Wow. Oh wow. wow. So this is huge. Nice. Um so yeah, let's just talk about the characters and I'll like drop more facts in like as we're talking through the movie. Cool. Um so okay, so the movie is basically this kid notices that um this kid thinks his neighbor is a vampire and then nobody believes him uh and he goes to like this tv star who's a vampire hunter peter vincent um and then tries to get his help and then like they fight the vampire and then there's more and we'll talk about it but anyway um so uh the main character is charlie 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 brewster brewster great name just absolutely iconic one of the best yeah what's that um who is that character that um Anton Yelkin plays in that one movie? He's also a Charlie something. In the Fright Night remake? In the remake? Charlie. He's in a... He's no, the lead, no, no, the lead of the movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. He's in the Fright Night remake? Yeah, he's, he's like, Charlie. He's Charlie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I promise you guys, I need you to know that this is not a... Like, this isn't... I'm not doing a bit. Like, this isn't satire. I'm just like... We keep bringing up the remake, and Molly keeps finding out yes. more and more actors that are in it, and right. she's getting quaked. 
but he's in a movie called Charlie Bartlett. Charlie Bartlett, yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is also a good name. <laughs> with um with uh Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I don't know what that movie is. <laughs> it's it's the coming of age movie. Uh, anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie is like a horror fan. He's a big fan of Fright Night, which is Peter Vincent's show. Where, like, <laughs> I guess he just introduces a horror movie, yeah, and then they watch the horror thing. movie, Vincent and Price he usually he usually stars in the movie as well. Um, but anyway, so he's making he really out is, like the high school boyfriend right yeah oh yeah he's got like the weird friend you kind of hate right but he's 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 like he's like one of those like nerds who's like not too much of a nerd he's just dorky yeah Yeah, a nerd with social skills (laughs) (laughs) um so he's making out with his girlfriend amy um as they're watching fright night and um amy is horny well at so at the beginning of the movie he's like trying to like have sex with her and she doesn't want to and then like they stop and then he's like it's been a year like whatever and then he like gets mad at her and then she's like okay maybe i'll i'm uh i'm into it and then so he gets distracted and then she gets yeah so she goes and sits in the bed and takes off her shirt and she's like clearly like uncomfortable like in the way that she's like just like insecure because i don't think She's yeah. been naked with him. Anyway, he notices that um, the neighbors are carrying a coffin. He's moved, He notices some gays moved in next door. Yeah. And oh he's distracted God. immediately. Right. And he, he, like, gets out his binoculars and, like, looks closer. Um, and he's, like, telling her to come look. Right. And he's like... I have a question. Yeah. Can we bring back binoculars? Like watching people with them? No, not in a creepy way. <laughs> not like in the like peepy way, you know. Yeah. In general, just like for like general people watching. It sounds like you just so want to go bird watching. Yeah. No, but like for people. <laughs> well, then how can you? Way to watch there's no non creepy way to no, do no, that. No, no, there is. No, I just meant like not like looking at people's houses, just like when you're out at public. No, it's yeah, like, this is inoculate. my pitch. The I Barnes guess, and Noble yeah. on High Street. Emily and I used to go up and sit on the second floor and watch everyone. And binoculars would be perfect, and that was like a pastime in between shifts for us. Yeah. We'd meet up and just go people watch. And the best days were move-in day. We went one time and we just sat there and watched people, and it is entertaining as all hell. When was this? Was this when I worked there? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why we were there all the time. <laughs> you were peeping while I was blazing away downstairs. Yes. Wow. But anyways, that's a good use for binoculars that isn't creepy. Yeah. It's a little creepy still. Okay, but it's not like creepy. It's just fun. <laughs> it's like going to a park. So so um Charlie. Charlie is in the right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, he, he notices. He saves lives sometimes. He's just having a sexual awakening, guys. He's allowed. Charlie to. said, "I will not be victim to the bystander complex or bystander effect." Right. But he becomes a bystander. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to crack that joke. The whole, since she said bystander. So he's too distracted, and his girlfriend gets mad and leaves. Um, and then he's like, hey, wait. And then they go downstairs, and she's like, I don't understand you, Charlie. First you want to make love to me, and then you don't, or something. 
And then the mom's like, kids, are you having a fight? <laughs> the mom is chill. She's the mom like, hey, is great. that's cool. She's she's very supportive, but she's also like one of those moms who's like like too open, you know? Yeah. Like she she jokes about the divorce rate or something. Um, and he's like, mom, we're in high school. And she's like, well, it's never too early to start thinking about the future or something. <laughs> um, but uh yeah so amy leaves and like charlie's still distracted and then on the news there's a report that someone died at the railway tracks recently oh yeah and his right? mom tells him that oh somebody's moving in next door and they have a roommate yeah live in cool. carpenter no, it was his personal carpenter live in yeah. carpenter oh, yeah i think the idea is they're moving in to fix up the house or something because yeah, apparently yeah. it's really run down and they're like oh i hope they know what project they're getting into okay. I wanted to ask, was anybody else getting property, brother, by? <laughs> <laughs> no. Brothers by chance, lovers by choice. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that meme? And this is like, okay, I don't, for the record, I don't really condone these memes, but they make me laugh a little bit. It was um something, it was like a car, like, speeding up, and then the caption was like, Millie Bobby Brown when she sees a property brother. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the layers to that joke. I like that one. <laughs> Pretty funny. That would make me laugh <laughs> if I saw it. So, um, so Charlie goes to school, and we get introduced to his best friend, Evil Ed. Oh, I fucking hate Evil Ed, and I, y'all were like defending him when we were Evil watching Ed's it. Great, yeah. And I I'm was not like, defending him. I no, y'all were like, it's homophobic oh, like y'all him. were like, oh, he's not that bad. And I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just give him a chance. Maybe he was just off putting at first, and I'm gonna find him endearing. Nope. At no point, every time that there was a chance where I was like, oh, I kind of see, and then he'd ruin it. <laughs> oh, I hate him. So, um, I, I yeah. found him more annoying the first time I watched. This time, he wasn't so bad. He's great. Um, he uh, so I have a fun fact about how he got cast. Uh, apparently, so he has the same agent as Anthony Michael Hall, and his agent sent him the audition for Weird Science instead mm-hmm. of. But they wanted Anthony Michael Hall, so but she sent it to him. So he goes to the audition and he meets um, the uh, casting director Jackie Birch, and she's like, "You're not Anthony Michael Hall," and he's like, "No, I'm not," but like. <laughs> <laughs> they they like spent like 20 to 30 minutes just talking um and then like six months later or something like she had to cast this film and she like remembered him wow and like uh like got like, yeah she like offered him but like he thought he read the script and thought he was like oh yeah i really would love to play charlie and they're like no we want you f- for evil ed and they're like and he, he was like kind of like offended and like disappointed because he was like what do they see in me that like reminds them of evil ed oh that's yeah and then another fun fact is the the actress who plays amy she was in a movie with him where they played boyfriend and girlfriend called fraternity vacation um and was it, it before or after before okay yeah it was before and like they like found out that they were w- gonna be on this movie like at the same time while they were on the move on the other movie oh you know? that's fun i bet um, they bonded fun. my yeah. fun fact is he later was both a tony nominee and a gay porn star what? oh wow so he has lived a life yeah <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. I'm looking um, this guy up. Uh, yeah. And the actress, uh, she was like, she was 26, and she in the documentary she talks about how, like, when she went to the audition, she was surrounded by 16 year olds and 17 year olds, and she was like, uh, "This is a little weird." <laughs> um, but then, like, she got cast because they needed to make her look hot at the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's, that's the more consensual choice, <laughs> right? And she's a lesbian. Oh, really? In real she's life? Great. Yeah. yeah, I said that. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't hear. And it. I, 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 she was like, if not the most famous, if not Chris Sarandon, she was the most. famous What else person is she in? Because she was unmarried with children. Oh. oh. Wait, just kidding. That came out right after this. That's the <laughs> lie. But then she became the most famous person in this. Right. Um. So, the next night. Um. Charlie hears screaming next door uh, and then he like goes to meet uh, Amy at a burger place and then like on the news it says that there was a sex worker who was killed nearby Mm. Um, and so he starts to get interested in that. Um, and like starts to pay attention and is ignoring her again and she gets even more pissed off she like smears a burger on his chest or face face. yeah yeah um, oh, I forgot to mention, because Evil Ed is also in this scene. Um, my take, I, I said earlier while we were watching the movie, is that I have a take that oh, yeah, yeah, Samantha's yeah. going to hate. Evil Ed, the way he acts, reminds me of Matthew Lillard in Scream. No! Oh! no it's you, true. You're right, and I don't like it. Yeah. I did so. I feel like Quinn's being censored for a reason. I, I feel like Quinn <laughs> You're, uh... Your mic... Is you, it cutting out? Yeah, no, you're it, back It was now. like your internet. Your internet cut out for a second. Oh, shoot. I was gonna say, that fucking pisses me off. Because <laughs> he reminds me of a character I hate, Corey Feldman in The Lost Boys. No, he's... No. Corey Feldman in The Lost Boys is perfect, and Matthew Lillard yeah. in Scream is perfect. This guy is not. This guy also is very good. That he seems like Matthew Lillard. He does the way he talks. Like he like he like slowly like stretches out his sentences and like is over dramatic and he has like a weird laugh that he does. He's very much Matthew Lillard in screen. Matthew Lillard like (laughs) does it different. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, the only difference is you're attracted to him. (laughs) Oh no, here's here's the difference. Okay, he's he's a rougher version of Matthew. Uh, Matthew Lillard he's he's Stu if um if Billy wasn't gay with Stu what you know it's like but he's gay with Charlie no he's not gay with Charlie Charlie is too straight in this Charlie is really straight and and that's the problem that's why that's why um that's why Ed no that's why Ed can't reach the level of Stu is because like he doesn't have his male partner chemistry yeah. no no see no like charlie's like your like mask dl bro who's like no fats no femmes and no. he's only into chris sarandon who matches that energy <laughs> meanwhile evil is also gay but is more open to that is is in love with charlie but charlie won't see him as se- uh, like sexualize him because he's a little too bit effeminate a little right. bit too over the top right i mean <laughs> 
with all this said, I get how the comparison in Matthew Lillard makes sense. That does not make me like Evil Ed anymore. I don't know. <laughs> and but, yeah, Matthew Lillard is fucking hot in Scream. Yeah, he is. That's oh, also yeah. important to point out. Oh, yeah. That's a peak guy right there. So Charlie goes and he tries to look in the c- cellar. Um, but the male living carpenter <laughs> catches him. His name, I think, is Billy. Don't <laughs> you love that classic that, like, Jesus. Trope, that male living carpenter? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're like Hedda Hopper, who's like talking about like Cary Grant and his roommate. <laughs> his male living carpenter. Right. He also, I also don't like that character either. I hate him too. Him, because he, but I, I said this when we were watching it. I don't like him because he reminds me of Randy Disher and Monk, and I fucking hate Randy Disher and Monk. I want it on record hey. now. Samantha Blevins hates Randy Disher. I, I want it on record. That. Samantha Blevins is take. wrong. How do you like Randy? I just don't get it. How do you not like Randy? He's annoying. No. And I, I hate this guy in this movie, too. <laughs> This guy, I think he does some cool he faces. He hasn't really given much to do other than just, like, be an overprotective boyfriend. He, yeah. he emotes. And and he's, like, really, like, sarcastic and, like, playing it off uh, later when the the cop gets there. Oh, um, he gets into that role. Anyway, uh, so Charlie is, like, watching them overnight, and then he sees, like, a woman. Um, he sees uh, Chris Sarandon with a woman. Um. <laughs> he's watching in the binoculars and she takes her top off and he literally says whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa. Right. important to point out as soon after that though he immediately goes up to Chris Sarandon yeah he looks at him staring at the pits but like it's just such a perfect like if a teen boy saw that from like the suburbs that is exactly how he would react to that like mm-hmm. sight right whoa <laughs> and then he bites her and then we see his hand and it's got like long pointy fingernails the right way to do a vampire hand baby yep um but chris sarandon looks over his name is jerry jerry something jerry Jerry, that's the worst name my jerry dandridge Jerry My Dandridge, one yeah. gripe with this movie is that how are they going to take the sexiest vampire like out of the time and name him Jerry? Like, what and is also, that? his last That's name is basically da- Dandruff. Yeah, Dandruff. <laughs> Jerry Dandruff. Dandruff. I have something God, to confess. You what? like the name Jerry? I don't like it, but I have had sex with someone named Jerry. <laughs> So it works for you. It's fine. I was not saying it. <laughs> oh, poor Jerry. Um, well, anyway, this Jerry looks over and sees he sees uh Charlie and then like like just stares at him and then just sensually lowers the blinds. <laughs> And <laughs> it's so slow, and he's like grabs it with two fingers, right. and like oh, are like it is picky s- out. So dramatic and fancy, like what the who the hell does he think he is? Yeah. He's like, mm. his whole character is just very like chill the whole time, oh, like he is, very like this is suave. He he's what um what's that you know when you look at a mannequin and they're like oh just another uh 
representation of peak male physique, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. that's him <laughs> yeah that's jerry so uh so charlie runs out and tries to like i guess he like runs and hides in the bushes and then like like um the billy uh, the the male women <laughs> carpenter <laughs> um is like out with I don't know. They're they're both his, outside yeah. for some reason. His full name, according to Letterbox, at least, is Billy Cole. Billy which Cole, hundred percent, is a porn star name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Jerry's eating an apple. He's eating an apple, and so many apples. He eats so many apples. He's so good. I think. Okay, so lore is that Chris Sarandon pushed for this, and I think that in. Harish can tell you the real reason, but I think that Chris Sarandon did it because he knew he could look really sexy eating an apple, and he's like, I know right. this will work. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so um, as part of the, like, process, um, they had two weeks of rehearsal um, to, like, straighten out their characters, and the, the director had them write character biographies um, for all their characters. Like, sure. even... Bless you. Are you okay? Bless you. <laughs> um, uh, even even like the cop who's in there for like one scene had a character <laughs> biography. Um, but uh, so Chris Sarandon was researching um, bats, uh, and he found out that like nine out of ten bats uh, are fruit bats. Um, so he decided like this on fruit. <laughs> a lot of fruit action in this viewing yeah he decides sorry what did you say i said this movie's a little fruity yeah. <laughs> just basically I'm... saying on recording what we have been saying for the past hour 46 minutes we're fruity no i was gonna say a banana's too much so they went with the apple <laughs> um yeah so That's good, yeah. the idea with the character is that like after he drinks blood he like eats an apple as like a you know palate cleanser that makes it 10 times better yeah because he eats Cause i was like he eats so many apples he eats an apple in this scene like right after he we just saw him bite a woman he uh like right after he bites um Amy at the end he walks out eating an apple mm -hmm. like and there's a bunch of scenes where he like just killed someone and then is eating an apple we know Stephanie Meyer has never seen this movie no but, we've established. Like, did this start some sort of like apple correlation with vampires that like, I don't continues know. on let's unpack that what else is there the one I'm thinking right away is Marceline in Adventure Time she like drinks the color red as opposed to blood, because it's a kid's show. But she, like, does it with a lot of apples. Uh. Oh. So I don't know. Is there, like, a, a, is there, like, a thorough line well, here? I think or that, is it just, the like, color red, I guess. Well, I also think apples are very, like, Christian and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. So, yeah. like, that's a big thing, too. Right. That makes also, sense. I don't know if Even there's though it's any a pomegranate. Note fans out there, but Shinigami yeah. love apples. Apples. <laughs> they do. They love them. They're addicted to apples. Oh yeah, it's because like apple is the original sin. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the sinners eat apples. So anyway, like Chris uh, or um, Jerry throws the apple at the bushes, and like um, uh, Charlie like runs in. Um, 
anyway, so like he calls the cops and says that he tells them that like the his neighbor is a murderer and is the one who murdered the two people. The cop shows up and like he takes Charlie in uh into uh bad police work why yeah. would you take the child with you right and they go and knock on jerry's door and billy answers and it's sarcastic as hell that morning or did they like wait all night before oh, going no, no no i think he called in the morning yeah okay. I, no, yeah never yeah mind. I also that. a poor choice <laughs> <laughs> billy says that he's away on business jerry's away on business they basically talk about how like charlie has no proof of any of any of his claims charlie's like oh look in the basement there's a coffin the policeman's like what and then he's like there's a coffin because he's a vampire billy is like making fun of charlie in the background um it's great and then so the policeman is like this kid's crazy and like goes away so uh and that just made them matter billy like stands on the balcony looking very threatening at charlie as threatening as he can yeah (laughs) So Charlie runs to Evil Ed and asks for help, and Evil he like gives him like twenty bucks, and Evil Ed's like, "Yeah, you need garlic," and just gives him some advice. So at night, uh, so like next we see Charlie nailing his windows closed, and then his mom like calls him down, mm-hmm. and he he walks down the stairs, and apparently the actor sprained his ankle uh filming this because like he was supposed to like glide down the stairs just like slowly um uh and then uh, tom holland asked him to go faster and he tried it faster one time and like like fell and he sprained like he hurt his um ankle right and then they go and check it out and like they think he's okay but then the sound guy walks over because apparently the sound guy heard a crack Oh on the God. sound and that's how they found out that like he sprained it wasn't like an actual sprain and so like he tells a story in the documentary about how um the insurance like uh they had to like extend the sh- the filming um and so like there was the producers had to deal with the insurance company um and at one point um i don't remember exactly what he was saying but like he was talking to someone um and they were like oh i guess like um it it's like harder for you so you're slower um and that's why the shoot's taking longer and he like without thinking i guess he wasn't like that experienced at the time he's like well i mean i'm mostly just waiting for them because like that's what filming is like waiting for them to set up the shot and so the insurance company got pissed off and was like oh so like you actually don't need to um extend the the shooting so you don't need all this money and so like he says um uh there was this producer uh that like was mad and like like showed up on set and was like following him around and at one point told him like or he says a hundred thousand dollars that's what you're costing me a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars and it's just like (laughs) that poor kid yeah like um he says in the documentary he's like yeah i thought it was weird back then but now i think it's like pretty lousy (laughs) yeah what a shitty thing to do that's horrible yeah (laughs) so anyway (laughs) he he comes down the staircase and uh comes to the living room where he sees (gasps) jerry jerry's there apparently um charlie's mom has invited jerry over for some tea or something and now that jerry's been invited he can come and go as he please dangerous 
guess. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Always, always people in vampire movies. They're they're always just like, come in. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I never <laughs> been like open the door for someone and just been like, come in. No, yeah. Absolutely not. I just opened the door. I don't know. Right. I mean, I guess if you say like "yo" and you like move to let them in, that counts. Well, like she invited him, yeah. over in this. Um, but later, when Evil think... Ed goes into, um, yeah, yeah, he Vincent's like Vincent's place. He just comes. Vincent in. just pulls him in, and I guess that counts as an invite. <laughs> so yeah, so now, <laughs> now uh, he can enter the house whenever he wants. Uh, big mistake, mom. Because later Not that mom. night. Later Dangerous. that night, he shows up in the mom's the bedroom. Scene that, when he shows up, that scene is so, like, daunting. Like, it's so intense and yeah. he feels, like, really, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so peaceful and then all of a sudden the music's, like, really loud and then he's, like, shot from a really low angle. And it's right, like, and he's walking oh, he's really going slowly to kill them. <laughs> and threateningly, yeah. Um, And then he walks out the mom's door and, like, breaks the door to, like, Lock jam it. In. Yeah, and also there's this cool shot where there's a mirror in her room and he walks mm-hmm. through and like we don't see him in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And he oh opens my God, the door. I love that shot. Yeah. It was great. Um anyway, so he goes and threatens uh Charlie and like he he's like I'll give you a choice. I'll give you something that I don't have, a choice. And he's like like just forget you ever saw me or I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlie stabs him with a pencil. Oh, no. Charlie initially, like, tries with a crucifix, but, like, yeah. he just, like, pushes his arm away yeah. um, and, like, throws the crucifix away. Plot-wise. Yeah. Why does he come to the house right now and threaten him? Basically. It seem like the best idea. Well, I think, like, right now it's just a shitty little kid next door that's seen you and, like, you feel like, I mean, if I was as powerful as him i'd be like oh yeah i can just scare this kid into shutting the fuck up i don't know i i'd kill the kid well i mean i guess i mean he has some humanity you know he doesn't want to kill the kid unless he has to but when he has to he's gonna milk the shit out of it But i feel like threatening him is a direct line to having to kill him and i don't think just threatening him maybe he's definitely like experienced someone who like isn't it's not even like if I was scared, I'd still be like, "There's a vampire," you know. Right. I guess like I still have to do. Maybe he about likes it. the challenge of everything. Like maybe he's maybe, like, he's yeah. like, "Oh, maybe. we're gonna have fun with this one," because it probably happens everywhere he goes. Because that's why he moves. Yeah. Maybe that's how we get to cat. Just saying. Yeah. Um, where are we plot wise i don't remember charlie stabs him with a pencil and then we like he turns around and pulls the pencil out and it's like a cool effect like the special effects guys in the documentary were so proud of that (laughs) and like um they explain how it's done and then he like explains it and then he's like yeah so like i was in the editing room with tom holland and he shows me that scene and he like cuts he puts a reaction shot um it like he starts to pull out the pencil and then it cuts to Bill, uh, Charlie mm-hmm. a reaction shot. And so like basically ruined the effects because um, oh, like it, he's not showing off the effect. It like makes oh, it no. look like just an editing trick. So like, of course, like the guy made him fix that. <laughs> um, so we get to see him pulling out the pencil and it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and yeah. And I, he's like full scary vamp mode. Like this right. is one of those vampires that like when he's like ready to kill, he looks like fucking scary as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah. His face is like really like. I was More I associate it with like how Buffy's vampires are like Buffy like have you ever seen yeah, yeah. by day like normal they're like normal yeah. hot guys and then they turn like very demonic looking. <laughs> I like how you had this specify they're all hot guys. <laughs> they're just normal hot guys, you know. Um, well, they are. But Charlie's mom wakes up and she like tries to get out of her room and she can't because the door is jammed, um, and so uh, Jerry leaves. And uh, Charlie goes down and closes the window. Why does Jerry leave? Because at this point, Jerry gets, like, Jerry's already threatened Charlie by, like, hanging him out a window. And then Charlie stabs him. So at this point, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to kill this kid. But then he just hears the mom's voice. And he's like, oh, got to go. Like, just kill the kid. At this point, if I was Jerry, you, like, you murk the two of them. And you go to the next na- neighborhood and remember to close your blinds this time. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I don't know. But just... Then again, there's no movie of that. Right. So I understand. <laughs> so uh, uh, the mom comes out, like finally gets out, and uh, she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, I just had a nightmare. And then she starts to, she was like, oh, I had one last night. And then she starts to. <laughs> tell her nightmare story and then she also mentions that she's about to start working nights yeah foreshadowing Ooh. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. surely that won't come back later i'm just saying <laughs> right um and then so like she goes back to bed and charlie goes to his room and then he gets a phone call um and it's jerry and jerry like threatens him or whatever mm-hmm. but we get the shot of of um What's his name? Billy fixed like helping Jerry and like uh like cleaning his hand. Yeah. Um, and he's like kneeled down in front of him. It literally it's straight up like it looks like it's a blowjob happening. Yeah. Like they were very well, direct about that. <laughs> so those two character actors, uh Chris Sarandon and the guy who plays Billy, I think his name is Jonathan Stark. Um the, the Sarandon jeans were just <laughs> popping. Jeans, they oh were God. married. They, they. They're not siblings. No, they were married. I thought she was Who, married Susan to Sarandon? Robin. Yeah, she is. Yeah, like she. They she got was. divorced. They, but she, she kept his name. Yeah, she because she was already famous, huh. and so she just kept the name. Wow. Did and, not know that. Yeah, that's to her ex-husband, and then she married Tim Robbins, and now they're divorced. Wow, a woman of taste. I love her. Oh yeah, she's she's bomb. And no, no big thing, but her son does follow me on Twitter. Oh, oh, oh really? The guy from yeah. VHS. Is it from VHS hype? It is. It is. He saw he saw my letterbox review and he like DM'd me about it. It was wow. wild. <gasps> That's so nice. That's awesome. You guys, we saw VHS together, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So those two actors never discussed the homoeroticism of it, like. They just never talked about it. And like the the guy who plays um Billy during that scene he initially started like he was like cleaning his hand like standing up and then Tom Holland's like no kneel down in front of him and he's like okay I guess I'm the butler I'll kneel in front of him. And he did not get it until he watched the movie and then he was like oh. <laughs> so so uh, that proves Tom Holland knew. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, for okay. sure. I don't think no, so. no I don't think so. 
I looked it up because I was like, really? (laughs) Maybe he's bi. I don't know. He just knows how tasteful some good homoeroticism is. He knows how to make it work. You're doing vampires. You gotta include the homoeroticism. Like, it's just a requirement. So, uh, Charlie notices Peter Vincent on the TV and he's like, haha, I should go to him. So he goes to meet Peter Vincent. And Peter Vincent has just been fired because apparently nobody watches Fright Night. And he's, he's like, doing the classic, like carrying his box of stuff from his office out to his car. Right. Um, and Charlie's that like, so sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's like, I need your help. I, I have a vampire. And like, of course, he doesn't believe him. And then he's just like, I don't know. He's kind of like uh, sarcastic and shitty to him. And then he goes away. Um, so no help from Peter Vincent. (laughs) Um, so I guess like the other two like go to his house and they find him with like his crosses are everywhere full of candles and crosses and he's like sharpening a steak and he's like, I'm going to go next door. And when, as soon as that Billy guy goes out, I'm going to go and find the coffin and stake him and kill him. (laughs) And And they were like, Whoa, no, that's murder. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) And uh, what was the line that evil Ed says? He says something about he'll suck his way through town. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that's a bad bad thing it's like whoa um so yeah so amy is like oh how about you try peter vincent and charlie's like no i already tried him he's not gonna help um but amy and evil ed decide they're gonna try and they go to peter vincent and peter vincent's like uh no he's again like being like the obnoxious actor guy like he thinks they're there for his autograph and he's like this is is where it diverges from the real vincent price because i feel like if you went to the real vincent price he would just simply sleep with the vampire (laughs) yeah he's like i got this guys (laughs) but this guy just doesn't believe and so then they decide like they're like look we will pay you to come pretend to do something so that he, he will start acting sane again. He uh, and getting this guy his like vampire mojo back is an entire arc. Yeah, yeah. in the movie, and it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, like she, she's like, I have a five hundred dollars savings bond, and he's like, I'll take it, and immediately <laughs> joins. Um, also another thing is at the beginning of the scene we see him like opening his mail and he's looking at an eviction notice oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so i mean he needs needs the money another anti-capitalist film deep down (laughs) yep look how desperate this guy was uh, instead of killing the vampire, they should have killed this landlord. <laughs> <laughs> the real evil. Anyway, um, so uh, so they're like, okay, we'll do a, we'll go to his house and do a vampire test. Um, and so they call, they call Jerry, they call Jerry, and they're like, hey, are you okay with crosses in your house? And he's like, no, I'm a reborn Christian. <laughs> so i don't like crosses and so um they're like okay what about holy water and he's like no not that either <laughs> and so they're like okay we'll just it'll just be tap water we'll fake it um and he's like okay fine um come tomorrow after six 
So they show Which is like right then the vampire expert should have been like, I'm gonna make it real, <laughs> holy water. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Cause also like how is he gonna tell? <laughs> like, Maybe he if can he's a normal it. person. He's but not if... even being subtle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess like a normal person wouldn't be able to tell, so what what are you risking here? Right. Like <laughs> he would just drink the normal water and nothing would happen. So just bring <laughs> holy water just in case. Anyway. Honestly, how hard is it to get holy water? Cannot be that no, hard. You can just go to any church, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can just ask for some, I think. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was watching. I've Did, been buying guys... mine online like a chump. <laughs> have you guys seen Saint Maud? No, not, no yet. not yet. Okay, this is a spoiler. She like makes her own holy water, which is like not okay. It's like deeply sacri- sacrilegious to do. Oh. That's funny because really? they do that shit all the time in Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, you are not supposed to. It is. In one of the early episodes, John does a whole water tank. (laughs) Yeah, if if you make your own holy water, like it's technically not holy water. You like need like a sacred person to do it. What is it? It's like 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 a sin against God. Oh, I want to do that. (laughs) Can we like five minute crafts that shit and make our own holy water? (laughs) By the way, Saint Maud, it's perfect. Yeah, we know. We just haven't gotten around to it. Next time on Tipsy Terror, I like shit you not. I'm gonna make like vodka whole soda water. <laughs> Put it oh through a soda God. stream. <laughs> <laughs> soda streams of holy water. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna do that thing. Was it like it's that episode of the league where they vaporize their drinks? I'm gonna do that. Oh my I'm God. gonna bake some holy water. <laughs> Oh my god, this is huge. There's a market for this, and we are it. We are the key demographic. We're gonna be rich. Like, we can tap into that sacrilegious weirdo <laughs> demographic. You do risk as communication. I mean, I just oh, want really? the things to be clear. Is that a promise? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If I get excommunicated, does that mean I can't give a pizza to the Pope? Aww. <laughs> He won't know in that no. moment. You can get away with it. Okay, thanks. So they they go to the house at at six ten because Peter Vincent's late, um, and uh, like, uh, what's his fucking name? Charlie. Charlie is like really stressed. He's like, "Why aren't you taking your steaks in?" And he's like, "No, it's just fine. We'll just do it with the holy water." Um, so they go in. Billy answers the door and lets them in. And Chris or <laughs> Jerry dramatically comes down the stairs. He descends. Yeah, he he comes down the stairs and then like like kisses uh Amy's hand and is like real flirty with her. And she is charmed. Yeah. Um, as so, one would be so they do the fake holy water tests um, and he does like hold it in front of the fire for a second before he drinks it so I think he can he could have been able to tell if it was real holy water why cause no he likes holds it in front of the, the, the fire and like looks at it for a second and then like he's okay before he drinks it so you think he can somehow tell? I think he was like doing some sort of test or like checking something. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. 
Are you saying he could see something or that he just like, you know, feels it? I don't know. I, I just think there's some t- thing that anyway, it doesn't matter. I think he was doing something to test it, but he drinks it and he's fine. And Charlie's like, no, it was some sort of trick. And like, as you mentioned, he drinks it in the most like putting it like by the side. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have just been doing the whole like, oh, yeah, I'm totally drinking it and like throwing it over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Bit. Um, but everyone's like, no, it's fine. He He's not a vampire. Let's go and then so um peter vincent gets out his little mirror cigarette case prop from one of his directly from dracula yeah and then he notices that that jerry doesn't have a reflection um and like he like freaks out and drops the mirror and breaks it breaks it and then jerry's like what's wrong are you okay and he's like oh it was just my uh um i don't know he says uh, it was just an accident and then he's like okay gotta go and then he runs away (laughs) and then like (laughs) as one would yeah he gets into his car and charlie's like where are you going why are you running why are you leaving isn't there anything else you can go and he's like no it's fine and then he like just leaves and the the two guys go to walk amy home so uh inside the house um jerry's like well that went well and then he walks over and steps on like a broken piece of the mirror mm-hmm. so he knows that peter vincent knows know. yeah so the kids are walking through that an alleyway and they have to split up because like ed wants to take a shortcut but like charlie's afraid that um, Ed wants to take a shortcut through a creepy back alley that's full of fog. Yeah. And they're like, hmm, this might be dangerous because there's a vampire maybe. And Ed's like, I don't believe in it. You're just a chicken. And I'm like, even if there wasn't a vampire, you would not catch me dead down that fucking alley. They had a music video to shoot. You understood that. You're right. Also, you're right. it was the 80s. And like, everybody had a switchblade knife in the 80s. That's like, true. Everyone had a switchblade light. Every pothole had just full on fog coming out of it. <laughs> Every candy bar had a razor blade in it. It was the yeah. 80s. Like, you couldn't trust anything. You're right. You are right. <laughs> that is Ronald Reagan's America. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed's just living in it. <laughs> or is he? So, I'm about to get that. Please be quiet. Like, knock on the door for my parents. <laughs> so um so ed goes and then he like starts screaming and then he's like oh you bit me he bit me but it was just a prank bro um and he does a prank on charlie that's the moment when i really was like yeah i'm right i fucking hate ed (laughs) such a dick so charlie's mad and then like him and amy leave and ed just walks away and it gets like there's a shot from above of ed like walking away and then it's so dramatic it's a music video it's very like foggy and um uh jerry shows up right behind ed he like walks real like sultry like very slow nice jazz music i'm pretty sure there's like a telephone pole or something he walks around i don't know it's real dramatic yeah he swings around it slowly like sucking a lollipop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really effective imagery right so they uh ed like hears footsteps behind him and he's like is that you charlie but then it's jerry and he runs away but jerry like catches up with him and finds him and like jerry again like walking very slowly mm-hmm. centrally calmly 
Um, and he catches up to Ed, and Ed's like, I don't know, he's like, sad, like scared. And Jerry's like, I can help you. <laughs> and then, like, he like gives him an offer. He's basically being like, you'll be better than you are, and. You can get payback for them for thinking you're weird. Yeah, yeah. No one's no one's gonna think you're weird. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's it's very much like it gets better. You know, come out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a trailblazer. Although it does end badly for him, so or it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what the message of that is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so Ed takes it and he uh, Jerry like pulls him in inside his coat and then we cut to amy and charlie and they hear ed screaming in the distance and amy's like it's just a prank uh so they keep going and then like the power goes out um and uh so they freak out and they like come up to a club and they see Jerry behind them. And the best scene ever begins. He's done a full outfit change. <laughs> He's now club ready. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, his outfit is a little bit worse than what he was wearing earlier. I'll it was. It. But, uh, he could have used a pop of color. He could have used some like nylon but, or like, some fish It's so relaxed for a club setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it looks like he's going to like a jazzercise class or <laughs> right, something. Yeah. But like he's working it. That loose collar just showing off a little collarbone. It's very tasteful, but in a relaxed way. <laughs> right. I gotta say, it was giving me very much like 80s Night at Scully's. Yeah. You know? But sometimes, not in terms of how they dress, because people who go to 80s Night at Scully's, a lot of them, like, dress up. Yeah. And then there's always that one couple that's doing it on the dance floor. <laughs> and Much like this. This couple. <laughs> so, Charlie, yeah. So, they, like, get into the club. They, like, jump in through the window, and then, like, Charlie tries to call the cops, and Amy notices Jerry. And Jerry... <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Quinn. I'm not going to do the bit I was going to do anymore. I quickly decided <laughs> that a Maroon 5 basement was not the right call what? for such a gay movie, so we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, Jerry, across the dance floor, starts weaving in and out of frame, like walking yeah. in a zigzag Z, like... Yes. Uh... uh pathway to her and right. it's so slow and dramatic and she's just standing there watching him come and he's just staring at her as well it is very intense and when you're watching you feel like he's looking at you and i'm just saying that would work if somebody don't go 100%. to the club and try that because you're not a vampire but i'm saying if you are that would work <laughs> Just giving some yeah, tips it's like here. Chris Arandon minus vampire powers still works. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Plus, like the vampire hypnotism, no Weird. chance. <laughs> so, yeah, she stands there and then he catches up to her and then they like dance on the dance floor and yeah, they he like pulls her away and grind. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he they get the mask grabs in. So everyone's having a good time. So much this ass grabbing. I was waiting for to talk about it is horny. Oh, absolutely. Horny. Tastefully done. <laughs> the, the, 
the moment where he takes her hand and rubs it on his ass, we were all like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> like, it was just like, did he just do that? He's like saying, like, at one point, you're going to need to get the strap. <laughs> <laughs> And she- all right, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's like the second worst thing you've said. What's the first? I don't know. Whatever made me go, oh, Quinn. Oh no, that. that's when um they were like, you were like, oh, I don't know who Billy is, and I was like, oh, he's just the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then she Quinn. goes again. <laughs> That was during the recording, so that yeah. needed to be repeated for the podcast. <laughs> God, but yeah, this yeah. Team rules. How, we have we ha- no, we haven't gotten to the part I wanted to talk about yet. Go for it. We can. It's actually it's next. So they're dancing, mm-hmm. and then there's this scene where they're like twirling around as they make their way on the dance floor or past the dance floor. Yeah, and sh- it, there's like mirrors everywhere. Did we talk about this already? And I just missed. No, it. we're there. No, we're there. Okay. Um. So they're like spinning around and like twirling and dancing, and there's this mirror that shows her spinning but it looks like she's yeah. spinning by herself so it cuts between a shot of her reflection spinning by itself versus the shot of like the two of them spinning around together right. it's just like vampires can't be seen in the mirror yeah. again but in this club scene it's so cool yeah oh it's so cool and she it. she notices it and kind of snaps out of it and she's like wait a minute i yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. him mm-hmm. he's a vampire but then he well, she's still into it. But then, know. yeah, I was gonna say. But then he still gets what he wants out of this. Yeah, she is like hypnotized, but also like she's into it. Uh, Charlie finally catches them, and like I don't know, he says something, and then like they kiss, and then Charlie's like, "You son of a bitch," or something like that, and he tries to punch Chris Sarandon, and, he, and then Jerry grabs the hand. Oh my god, I don't, I don't think he's even looking. And like he gets while he's that. kissing, yeah, like while they're kissing, he just grabs the hand and like just he, like, overpowers crushes it him and yeah. like makes um Charlie like fall fall down and like yeah. pain and stuff, and he like threatens him and gives him an ultimatum. Right? It's just as hot. Oh, it's <laughs> good. Before. It's good content. Right. But he basically says he's going to kill Amy. Yeah, and like a bouncer comes and tries to like throw him out. Um, but he then, gets angry. Yeah, he like slashes him and then he throws the other guy. Goes, across he goes like the room. full vamp and starts killing people in front of people. And I pointed out his whole problem with Charlie is that Charlie knows he's a vampire and could potentially tell his secret. And then he just goes and does this in public. Yeah. He gives up completely. I think he, because I think maybe his plan changed after seeing Amy. Right. Yeah. I think he wants Amy her Amy looks like whomever. Right. Yeah. So he grabs her and like takes her out and then uh, uh, Charlie runs out and Evil Ed is laughing at him from the back of a Jeep as they drive away. Oh, I think oh. during this time Evil Ed visits Vincent. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Evil Ed is at um, Peter Vincent's apartment, and then he tricks him like by being like, "Oh, there's vampires out here! Open the door!" And so um, Peter Vincent pulls him in, and he's like, "Ha ha! I was the vampire the whole time." Mm-hmm. Um, and then like uh, Peter Vincent burns him with a crucifix. Uh, it leaves a cross on his forehead. Yeah, like a cross, a really cool cross scar Very on his cool forehead. Effect. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, and uh, like they kind of face off, and then like Ed falls out the window. 
and then next he shows up after the club scene. But at this point, uh, Charlie goes to Peter Vincent and is like, please help me. Um, and uh, Peter Vincent's like, I have to admit it. I was a fraud. Or, or, no, first he's like, oh, I know. We'll call the police. And Charlie's like, no, I tried calling them. And he's like, uh, he basically admits that he was a fraud. He was paid to be there yesterday. Um, and he's Charlie just an like, actor. Uh, his name isn't, his real name isn't even Peter Vincent. Um, well, how, is this just like these kids being very dumb, thinking that the guy who plays a vampire on <laughs> TV actually believes it? Maybe. I think yes. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they, like, that's partially on Well, them. I think he. Uh, thing about him though is that he is an expert in the occult like he had all that stuff in his house right. so like he knows some stuff maybe i maybe i relate to him then because like i love this shit but i don't believe in any of it yeah <laughs> right it just cuts to jerry um seducing amy like he puts in a tape and then she wakes up oh, and yeah. she's on she's like in front of a is she in front of a fireplace she's wearing like that? a really like romantic dress laying on a fur in front of a fireplace oh my god yeah the exact way you want to go out and then he comes in and he like puts on some mood music and like yeah very like sexily comes down and he's got like the white billowy shirt half unbuttoned yeah and they like everything's right they like make out and then he bites her and then it's like yes this is it this is how it's supposed to be right and it's also like there's a painting and it's revealed here that she looks like someone he was in love with like a long time ago and uh yeah i do like that trope for vampires but at the same time like if you're the second one don't you feel like a little bit bad so i I was thinking about that because i said when it happened i was like oh i like this trope and then i went and to pee and while i was peeing i was thinking about it and i was like i would not want to be her though because like it's like somebody liking you because you remind them of their ex like it's not fun because you're like, like oh uh, i'm not unique enough like it's vertigo. Just, yeah like i don't know it's just weird but um i mean that's a thing in vampire diaries and like it works it's fine yeah, it's, it's all over vampires they love it yeah i like, could move past that so quickly that's like a non-issue for me like yeah i could get over it after a while i could be like well i'm still not sucky enough for them to want to leave so like there's, and it's like, there's i positives. am a vampire now i'm chill yeah <laughs> like bitch i'll leave you yeah but yeah so she but the thing is so she gets bit but throughout her like as a vampire she gets more and more like sexy looking yeah. and her like hair her hair grows and, and turns, turns blonde red it red? turns red oh yeah. it looks blonde and again kind of going back to what harish mentioned earlier like her vampire transformation very much reflects like a young like, right. teenager's kind of coming of age yeah mm-hmm. yeah like in the scene in the club scene uh, like this, they specifically like did her makeup and hair to make her look older, um, uh, like because it was supposed to be her like going from an innocent girl to like a, a woman, a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Also, um, at the very end, in the very last scene that she's in, she has, um, they like gave her like a prosthetic boobs, 
um, really? to make her boobs bigger. Yeah. And apparently that actress like held on to those boobs and like had them for like 20 years in her in her closet until like uh, she, I guess she gave them away at like a convention or something. Wow. Yeah. So, and so yeah. So like she is becoming hotter. Um. So at this point, Charlie and uh, Charlie shows up at the house, and Peter Vincent also shows up and surprises him. He's like Peter Vincent here to Vampire Hunter or something. Uh, and uh, they go in. Well, doesn't he show up because he has another run in with uh Ed? And Ed turns into the wolf. That's after this. That's it is? at yes. Charlie's house. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Never so mind. they go in, right? And then um this, this final confrontation is like forty five minutes. Yeah. It, yeah. it really is. It's yeah. so long. It's well paced. It, it, the movie's very well paced. It is even though yeah. it's like really long. Right. Like it has a really good built in depth build up, so you really get a feel of everything and then it just like explodes and yeah. goes really, really fast. Yeah. Um, they walk in and um Jerry like is walking upstairs like dragging his nails across the like the railing to peel the paint proper <laughs> yeah and he's doing this impression of peter vincent and being like welcome to fright night um so cool so that oh i love that scene i love the big old i'll say it, gay stained glass circle in the background right yep yeah he's like coming down the stairs like he is having his fucking moment <laughs> right and he like he's like you know i'm gonna would... drop the sickest pun of all time and everybody who's watching is gonna go bananas <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i did i i went bananas for that pun i don't know about you guys did you go did you also go bananas i think i was making oatmeal when this happened <laughs> Was it oatmeal with bananas in it? No, I put chocolate-covered raisins in it. <laughs> okay, well, Sam went raisins. How about Harish Quinn? Wait, what pun? I'm confused. So, what? Welcome to Fright Night, which is the name of the show that Peter Vincent was on. Right, but he was, a pun? he was doing an impression of Peter Vincent. Like but they also did him. the thing where you point and you're like, that's the title again. Yeah, I mean, they do that like three or four times I know, it's, in this it's movie. It's fun every time. <laughs> I'm just now remembering what a pun <laughs> Easter egg oh, reference? Is no. that what you're looking for? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Molly straight up forgot a word. <laughs> it's like, you know he practiced that in his room like three oh. or four times. Absolutely. She was like, this is the entrance. Well, he had to get the accent right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I bet he did a little, like, fist pump, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I bet, like, Billy was in the other room watching the whole time so proud. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys relate to this at all, but are you ever just, like, running around like trying to get a bunch of stuff together before you have to go somewhere and then it all like works out but yes. i think he was doing that like scramble yeah. you know <laughs> trying to get everything together before and he seems so suave he's like oh i i can do this i've got this all under control. Lit. They had to i don't do this for you guys but sometimes when i have zoom calls i'll like dress up 
and put on makeup and it, i always do it like five minutes before the call so it's like pressure and it's effective so, like, it's I'm just good like, enough <gasps> trying to get to my zoom call but i bet it was like that and then like once i'm on the zoom call i'm like oh yeah hi like how's it going it was very much like yeah you put a lot of work into that it's like the, the... it looks so effortless oh hi i was just sitting here waiting <laughs> oh i'm not a model <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah. had they caught me slipping. <laughs> they had to cut out the ten-minute montage of him like trying on different, different like outfits. And he landed on that that white turtleneck thing under the sweater. Isn't that what he's wearing? Like? I don't know. We no, that was when they came the, the first time. Oh, that's it. Okay, have we talked about like, what this the is my day look? <laughs> We've talked a little bit, but we can talk more. The fashion fucking bang yeah it's so good every jerry outfit is right <laughs> he's mm-hmm. yeah especially when he's walking around in, in the town like with the trench coat it's very cool yeah absolutely it's, it's they use the clothing to its maximal horny potential oh yeah without like showing much skin but right. like he's yeah he's wearing a turtleneck or sweater over a turtleneck, but like you know, he's built underneath. Oh, <laughs> I like that you say maximal here because this movie is like maximalism distilled. You know, it's so much. Yeah, there's so much going on, like even in the characters' houses, which is mostly what I thought. Mm-hmm. But also, like the effects are really great, and like a lot of the stuff is like really cheesy, but like in such a funny way that it works really well. Yeah, that like... club scene right. was so extra. <laughs> they they move into like suburban LA, but the house has a stained glass window. That's okay. Right. So I thought about this because his house, when they first walked into it, I was like, "This is very mansion like." Like the there's a big staircase with like statues involved, and then I was like, "Is this just a really fancy house in a middle class neighborhood, or is Charlie also filthy rich?" Like, you know, is his house no, huge? So, like, why is there this mansion right next to this house? I don't know. It was the 80s. Yeah. True. It's it like was Ronald is... Reagan's America. That's true. That's true. I didn't consider. <laughs> We've, like, embraced the queerness of this movie mm-hmm. and oh, love yeah. it. But at the same time, when you take it in context with, like, when it was made, part of it still could be, like, Oh, the queers moved in next door. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. could be yeah, that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that. Hated this movie. But they could have loved it because it is like the gays right. move into the neighborhood and they're evil. <laughs> Do we? Are we only reading it a certain way because we're like still <laughs> <laughs> flicking your wrist, Molly? <laughs> I think it can be both. Like it's there's no one way to see it yeah i mean yeah like i don't i don't think it's it's definitely not intended to be the gays are evil and like when the gays move in evil moves in but like there there is both like evil ed and also there's the like the homoerotic like like coming out you know like like you said that scene it's just yeah i guess just most villains in general were queer coded so it's like right. going yeah. along with yeah. it it's, it's more than this movie yeah it's like how like stoners love reefer madness yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god um so yeah so so peter vincent 
pulls out a crucifix and is like, ha-ha. And then Jerry starts laughing and is like, it only works if you believe in it. And Peter Vincent's Which like... Which has been the problem up until, like, this whole point. Right. He basically has, like, crucifixion erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to put it there, Molly. <laughs> what? This said great way to put it yeah i'm right you're it's, right yeah. it's a great way to put it it won't work it won't work <laughs> i can't believe but of course charlie the young virile <laughs> charlie <laughs> pulls out his crucifix and, and it's too powerful and uh, jerry's like oh no <laughs> what were you saying molly sorry no, I don't. I don't hate so good. Right. <laughs> and then, so um, uh, and then Billy comes out and just smacks Charlie <laughs> off of the stairs. Really, just bitch slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> so Didn't have it any other way. Peter Vincent runs away and he runs to Charlie's house, I guess, and um, he's like looking for Charlie's mom. I guess to get her to call the police or get help or something. But he goes to Charlie's mom's room and there's a really awful raggedy and doll wig in and the bed. He's like, whatever her name is. Such a yeah. weird choice. Mrs. Brewster? Yeah. What? And then Ed and I like, turns around and reveals I don't know if it was Charlie's mom. She'd still be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, right? like, I was thinking when he was going in her room, I was like, this is a strange man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, who are you? Oh, wait. Aren't you that guy on TV? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Evil Ed wearing a, a very awful wig. Um, and he's like, haha, I'm evil and a vampire and I'll get my revenge. And so Peter Vincent like runs out in the hallway and like trips and like falls onto like a table that breaks and <laughs> Evil Ed turns into a wolf. Which I've never understood for vampires because i feel like you're much more powerful when you're just in vampire mode well like you lose a lot of skills when you go wolf i don't know i feel like i i mean i feel like i could fight a person better than i could fight a wolf i disagree i could like pop up on a table or something wolves are like like they're scary but also something i've never got which it doesn't make sense why a vampire could turn into a bat either because like I mean, I get vampire bats are a thing, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It just doesn't, the bat thing never made sense to me. But also, like, I don't understand the connection to wolves either. And I guess it's because, like, werewolves and vampires are right. basically kind of the same lineage. But they, I will they say. They did come from the same original creature. Yeah. Because so freshman year of college, I took a whole class on vampire lore, oh, tracing, nice. like, the first vampire tales from, like, ancient Hungary to, like, modern day where we watched Twilight in the last class. Wow. <laughs> um, but. Like, all those, like, any sort of, like, transforming monster, something like that, comes from, like, this original, like, sort of blob creature. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's very interesting. Well, I was going to say, though, I like that he turns into a wolf because I know that that's, like, a thing vampires are supposed to be able to do, but most people don't do it. But I like it in this. It's, like, fun. It's like, yes, we got a wolf. Right. And And we got a cool transformation scene. Yeah, he has glowing red eyes. Do you know what that monster is called that you were saying? I do not remember, okay, and that's fine. I'm pretty sure I couldn't pronounce it anyway. Yeah, 
Um, so anyway, he runs, the wolf runs at Peter Vincent and Peter Vincent like awkwardly grabs one of the table legs and like accidentally stabs him as he like jumps at him. And then like, uh, the wolf like falls over onto the chandelier, um, and then onto the like ground floor. Um, and like, we get this cool effect of the chandelier moving and the light and shadows like moving around. Um, and like he he got st- staked right through the heart, so we get the scene of him transforming back into a human from a wolf. Long. So it's cool and everything, but my thing is, if he's dying, his body should not have the energy to be doing this like long ass of like transformation. I mean, it's forever. That's like a typical thing, though, that like you revert to your original form. Yeah, I know, die. but like it's so long, like you can tell that it takes so much energy to transform. And I'm like, he should be dead by now. <laughs> it just nicked his yeah, heart. But it takes a second. He's a vampire, so it takes longer it for takes, him to I die. Guess. I guess. I appreciate because the effects were really good. It's they good. Were so yeah, good. it's so, fun to watch. In the documentary, one of the effects guys talks about how like. Um, like right before this, like the year before American Werewolf in London and The Howling both came out. Um, and the effects are so good in those. Um, but like something that like bothered him is that the transformation is so symmetric in both of those movies. Mm -hmm. And he was like, we should be able to do something where it's like very like, like awkward and like happening in different parts of him and stuff so like in this like different parts of his body um transform at different rates like there's a at one point he has like half of his face is human and half of his face is wolf Mm -hmm. um and then like uh they they do a lot of like really cool transformation effects like the 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 melting hand hand. yeah like the Mm -hmm. the hand goes from wolf to human and they they just it looks like they just basically melted a candle and reversed the footage right yeah um they talk about a lot of those effects in the documentary um but they're they're so good um and all practical oh uh also earlier when peter vincent um uh when he burns him with the crucifix like you see smoke coming out they had smoke tubes coming out of the crucifix and like the effects guy in the documentary he's like yeah, it was probably just like cigarette smoke. They just blew it throughout <laughs> into at, when they were filming. I, yeah. Iconic. That's that's really cool. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Evil Ed dies, um, and he's like in pain and like also like very sad. Uh, and like Peter Vincent's crying. He's sad. Um, it's very sad. Yeah, it's a very sad scene. And then they so Peter Vincent Hi. goes back to jerry's house um so meanwhile uh uh jerry puts charlie in the room with amy and he finds out that she's uh turning into a vampire um and then peter vincent shows up and like uh breaks the door um or breaks through the door and like gets them um and he's like we gotta go let's take her and like charlie's like no she's a vampire and then there's the whole like long drawn out fight sequence. So first, um, they try to go, and then um, Billy finds stops them at on the stairs, and Peter Vincent shoots him, and he falls down. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, and then like Jerry shows up, and they like do some some stuff with the crucifixes again, um, and then he leaves, and then behind them, Billy like show like 
pops up um and gets up and starts walking back towards them um like and they're not noticing it's like a cool shot um and they shoot him like a few more times and it still doesn't work he still comes up until i think i guess they have to stat um they stake him they stake him yeah uh, and then he like melts into he, green. He gremlins. Oh he, yeah. my god! Like, yeah, he does gremlins. It's does, literally yeah. just like words. like stripe at the end. It's the same like effect. Right. My theory is we don't know exactly how they turn into vampires in this movie, but like a common lore is that a vampire drinks your blood and then you have to drink their blood. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it has to be both. So my theory is like he's like halfling. Yeah. Where he, right. he got his blood drank, but he hasn't drank Chris Randon's blood yet to like get him on the hook to be like, come be my manservant boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Linden Carpenter. <laughs> in, in, uh, it's funny every time. It's so funny every time. Male Linden Carpenter. Male Linden Carpenter. That's a thing in The Lost Boys too, right? In, in uh well, they have to drink, drink blood. Drink some, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the documentary... I thought you were talking about male living carpenters <laughs> being <laughs> in the last one. I was like, I missed that Yeah, part. it's the grandpa. In the documentary, the director says, like, he didn't really have an answer, but, like, he always thought of it, of him as, like, someone who had gotten bitten but hadn't turned yet. Um, yeah. But, like, That's there's... That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Essentially what you were saying, yeah. Um... So, yeah, um, so Billy melts, and then, uh, yeah, they, again, uh, Jerry's outside at this point, and he, like, commands Amy to kill them. He's like, oh, Amy, prove so... that you love me. He, like, does, like, a deep, like, godlike voice. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, in full sitting... vampire he's form. He's full vamp mode, and he's sitting, like, on the roof dramatically in yeah. the breeze being like, Amy, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I like stroking a chimney yeah yeah right um and she like i don't know she reacts and then like so peter vincent goes and then she like goes and attacks him and this is where like her hair is all red yeah and like long and curly yeah and uh like he like i i guess like he shows her the crucifix and then she like flinches and like he runs away um and uh 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 jerry shows up like he like run peter vincent runs to the window and like jerry's in the window and like i don't know there's this thing floating yeah it's green and like he goes like through two windows like past two windows he's just having a fun time yeah Yeah, like this is fun for him like he's not worried right now right uh, and then he breaks through the uh, the stained glass, the big stained glass window, um, and like lands on the stairs. Um, and Peter Vincent's finally like, uh, he takes out his crucifix, and Jerry's like, "Ha ha ha ha! I told you it only works if you believe." And he believes. And then he like, oh. yeah. It's, oh, he does. I feel like I, that part is Chris Sarandon's fault. It's yeah. like, you're in full vampire mode. It's not going to take much for him to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Like, it's like that whole religion thing yeah. that I really like about vampire lords. Um, That's also in, like, like, Ganja and Hess. Yeah. Like we talked about last week. This movie is pretty Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Evil Did gay you guys people. Like Ganja and Hess? I yeah. love Ganja and Hess. Oh, it's, it's so really good. good. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Are all vampire movies 
Oh my god! And you were just talking about Mormons and Twilight. Yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah, oh like god. like religion's big. <laughs> yeah, it's like because it comes from like the deeply Catholic Christian countries right. originally, so it's like wow. intertwined. And then all the freaking clocks in the house go off. Meaning sunrise. It's sunrise. He's too late. Ha ha ha. But then uh, they're in his house. <laughs> but he turns into a bat and then flies at them. It's a creepy bat. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's the only time he's ugly in the movie. Oh, we haven't really noted though that Amy, like when she's like full vampire mode and stuff, and she's attacking them, yeah. she's got like a face full of teeth right. at this point, and she's like, cool. That's later, yeah. Is it later? It's that's at the, the very oh, end. That's, that's when the end. Is to the basement. Never mind. I yeah. thought it was before the basement. Um. So. He flies and attacks Peter Vincent, but Peter Vincent, or like the sun comes up and like it starts to hit him, so he just flies into the basement. So they go into the basement, and this is where Amy shows up with her prosthetic boobs <laughs> um, and massive teeth. And like, yeah, Honestly well, no, looking like Nicole Kidman. She looks like just Nic- like Nicole Kidman, right? She doesn't have the massive teeth at this point. Oh, yeah, She's just like yet. sexy. Your early day Nicole Kidman when her hair was still curly. Yep. Yeah, and she's like trying to seduce Charlie, and she's like, "Charlie, don't you like me anymore?" Um, and he holds up the crucifix to her, and she turns around, and she's like, "It's all your fault, Charlie. You, you, um, you promised me you were gonna protect me from him." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she turns around, and she has the big face full of teeth. Face full of teeth. If you've seen the poster. Cu- the poster from this, that face is her face. Yeah, it's that good. It get, it got the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Peter Vincent, meanwhile, has been looking for the coffin and he finds the coffin at this point um and he opens it and he gets ready to stake jerry when charlie decides peter he it's he decides because he's fighting with the girl and he decides to call out for peter mm-hmm. and this wakes up jerry and peter vincent tries to stake him but he only gets like his shoulder and he does the like classic vampire standing up out of the coffin oh yeah we were all nutting over that um like the michael jackson kind of dance move or no (laughs) what you know how michael jackson has that move where he leans back i was trying to think of like the thriller video and i was like what move in that (laughs) no um anyway yeah so he he pulls the stake out and throws it and what does it do it breaks a window, so <gasps> some sunlight comes out. And falls Again, on Jerry. <laughs> they don't really beat him. It's he Chris Randon <laughs> makes two silly mistakes. He makes some yeah. like stupid mistakes, yeah. Cause he's too confident. He's, tired. he's had a long day. Yeah. <laughs> of he's harassing teens. out dancing at the club and practicing his little monologue. So by the time when it came to do the deep thinking, um required to evade capture, you know, he just <laughs> couldn't do it. Jerry right. Dandridge in the no good, terrible, bad day. <laughs> this been- is why, you know what? This is an allegory for my behavior on the podcast. I say like two really funny things when we're not recording. And then I my brain turns to scrambled eggs and I can't function for the rest of the time. He spent so much time working on that monologue. <laughs> he just- Picking out his little sweaters, changing his clothes. So he like... I mean... He thought that would he thought that would take him out. It was it was powerful, but not powerful enough. Apparently, 
Let's give it, let's give it, it's, um, Charlie Brewster overpowered. Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> They figure out about the glass, the windows, and they start breaking on the windows, and <laughs> Jerry's like, oh, fuck, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and so they just keep breaking windows until the room is, like, full of, um... Which- sunlight on him for buying a fucking house that has a basement with that many windows like how yeah. many windows i i get like one or two you know for like an yeah. exit but you don't there's a window every foot of that basement and on the top like, rim it's the, so much glass where i doubt the structural integrity of that <laughs> yeah <television>. right <laughs> um so he he tries to go to the coffin, but Peter Vincent closes it, and then he goes after Peter Vincent, and he's slowly walking up, and then uh, Charlie runs behind Peter Vincent and pulls down uh, whatever was blocking the window, and it like fucking blasts. <laughs> it eats him across the room. <laughs> yeah, Jerry just flies across the room like like as if a rocket has been strapped to his chest. It turns to like bat bones. Right. That looks really cool. <laughs> he melts and also like catches on fire and is like kind of burning and melting at the same time and also like his skeleton is a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it turns Ew. green. So uh now Amy's fine. She's back to normal because he's dead now. Um and so the movie ends with uh them making out, watching Fright Night and uh having pe- premarital sex. Yeah. Everyone wins. Good for them. <laughs> Peter Vincent like uh introduces the movie and then says, I'm not in it and it gives them a wink. So they turn off the TV and Charlie thinks he notices something in Jerry's window and he looks over and she's like, Charlie, what's going on? And he's like, Ah, oh, it's nothing. Ah, uh, it's nothing and then he goes and sleeps with his girlfriends. <laughs> And then in the neighboring house, you see um, red glowing eyes and Ed saying something. It's it's a it's actually a line that Ed said earlier in the movie. Um, he says like, "Oh, you're so cool, um, Brewster." Mm. Um, and it's a line from earlier, but like they he added it in. So the original ending was that um, it would be them watching Fright Night, and then at the end of the Fright Night show, Peter Vincent turns. And it's revealed that he's starting to turn into a vampire. Um, Ooh, and so, like, that was setting up a sequel. But then they were, like, apparently, like, the the production company didn't want a downer ending. Um, so, like, he, he decided, okay, I'll just have Peter Vincent give a wink, but I still need something. Um, so that was the, uh, like, he added the glowing red eyes. And he's like, oh, I still need something. And then, like, he realized he remembered the line from early in the movie and added that in. I I like how, in the end, it's, like, basically just your vampire neighbor condoning your premarital sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Good for you. Pretty cool, Brewster. (laughs) Oh, you're so cool. (laughs) And then we get a nice end credit song. Uh, By the J. Giles Band, and it slaps. And it's called Fright Night. Fright night. <laughs> um, we, so good. I think that's what we're missing in movies now is like custom songs. Yes. Because like if you yeah. look at the best original song category at the Oscars, there are all these like bullshit inspirational this anthems is, that suck. This is yellow yeah. fifth flicker beat erasure. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You are correct for saying that. But like if you've have you seen the original blob from the nineteen fifties? No. It's 
theme song is such a fucking rager. Wow. That it has inspired me to this day. It's such a good song. Wasn't there and also... I just want more of that. Did... Like, Scooby-Doo gets it. Yeah, you got yeah. Scooby-Doo time. gets it. You got the Hex Girls. Okay, um, the James Bond series always has a title yeah. song. Yeah. Um, What's but, the like, one... other... We don't have enough of that. We saw a movie in theaters that had a song about the movie. Oh, um... Um... Return of the Evil Living Dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like the old horror movies got it. Yep. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh so that's the movie. Should we go into segments since we've been talking yes. for eight hours? Yeah. Sorry everyone. Um our first segment is what would you do if it were you in this movie? I'll, I can start because I have my answer prepared. <laughs> oh, Sam Chris Hammer. Sarandon. <laughs> right. Oh my god. I'm gonna. I'm worried that people are gonna hear this audio and think we're doing a Tyler Posey bit. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're slapping our necks. <laughs> <laughs> we killed one. I would get turned into a vampire. <laughs> Because I, like every other character in this movie, am a yeah. little fruity. <laughs> a little fruitcake. <laughs> and I am just so, like, it's just, this movie's so hot. Mm. It's every, like, I love this movie so much. Mm. Um, it, it, it's, got, it's got my number. Like, I'm done. There's no shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am 100% the live-in carpenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a T. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I truly believe I would survive every horror movie except a vampire movie because I'm actively looking to die in a vampire movie. Yep. Yeah. I I get Amy. I would get got by the bar move. And honestly, after that point, if I was there with him, I'd be like, I'm all in. You don't have to trick me. There's no need. Like, this is <laughs> happening. Yeah, you can stop glimmering. Like, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, do it. You can do it. It's fine. But I'm just letting you know, you don't have to. <laughs> um, I am probably a mix between Charlie and Evil Ed, because like I feel like <laughs> I I'm not... say, if you were gonna say you were evil, I was gonna be like, let's re- let's rethink for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I feel like I, I'm not as weird as Evil Ed, and like I don't know. Um, but also like I would have the knowledge of evil ed and i would definitely also be seduced by the vampire um, so it's yeah. like i'm yet to encounter vampires my dream life is definitely that of peter vincent yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah um so what's... I, I i unfortunately think i have a bit of eee which is evil ed uh, energy <laughs> <laughs> No debates here. <laughs> Sam, did you go? Yeah, I'm Amy. Okay. Um. um yeah. Acting awards. Oh, acting award. it's gonna get a J pad, baby. Yeah. Oh, Jared, for sure. So this award, uh, so our acting awards, right? Um, we have three. Um, they in order. So the, it's based on how good we find the movie. So a yeah. Jared Padalecki acting acting award for excellence in acting goes to movies that are good the Michioker award goes to like eh kind of 
um, mediocre movies. Yeah. And then we have the um, Jensen Ackles. You tried your best in a shitty movie award. Jensen Ackles. The Jensen Ackles. Oh, the Jensen Ackles. There we go. That's a recent update. Yeah. I haven't had time to get that memorized. Um, that goes to movies that are kind of bad, but we still want to acknowledge somebody's acting efforts. So yeah. we're going to, I think everyone agreed we're going to be giving this one to Jared. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. To? I'm gonna give it to Chris Sarandon because he bodies the role of Jerry. Like, you probably couldn't have cast anyone better. I'm sorry, he is exactly the right choice. Complete I'm gonna agree. have to agree. <laughs> Harish does not. I can well, tell. Well, it's not that I don't agree. I just like. I think everyone is really good in this. Like, the mom oh. is great. The fucking yeah. cop is great. Everyone <laughs> is great. Like. Like I think everyone's I think Ed is also great too. Like Ed is great. He is playing. Absolutely, I think Ed is great. I think, I think the male <laughs> living carpenter is great. But I guess I'll I'll give it to um, Chris Sarandon. I just think without him, there's um, the raw sexual appeal is missing. Yeah, that just needs right. to be so homosexual. And yeah. he he is exactly the kind of look that like an old like vampire who's like still effective but looks a little like old school right exactly that guy he looks like and i think that also i don't know what came first but i think for me him being the prince in princess bride he reminds me of somebody who's like old and medieval so i'm like yeah he's a vampire because he's been around yeah that's that's good he's prince humperdinck they are the same (laughs) holly's Processing. Prince Humperdinck is Jerry Danderidge. It's just oh, a, as an ugly name. <laughs> wow. And he's just as evil. Wait. So you know when we were talking about people and we were like, Chris Randon's the only person that could have played this character. Yeah. I'm going to offer an alternative. What if Billy Zane played the vampire? No! No! I've got a thing I, with Billy Zane. I, I can't. <laughs> I need the three of you to watch Demon Knight. You have to. Billy Zane scares me. He's going to kill me. He's up there with Ray Liotta. (laughs) Just watch Demon Knight and then get back to me about Billy Zane. I've seen I've seen about Billy Zane and Ray Liotta as well. I've seen a picture of Billy Zane where I've been like, wait a minute, and it might be from Demon Knight. I don't know. Probably from Demon Knight. But (laughs) Billy Zane scares the shit out of me. He's up there with Ray Liotta. Michael Sheen was in there. Not Michael Sheen. Um, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon was in there, but then I watched that Bon Appetit video where he cracks the egg with one hand, and now I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little about me. We can move on. (laughs) Um, Are we going into? Should we? Yeah, right. Right. Villain ranking. ranking. Oh, 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 tough one. Oh really? I mean, oh, I'm just gonna give him number one. Oh, I'm giving him number one, but it's like, oh, yeah. to to dethrone, you know, Dracula. the great Dracula. That's yeah. sad, but also Jerry fucking fucks. Jerry's just like, like uh, an evolved version of Dracula. Dracula was good for his time, but <laughs> Jerry knows how to make it work now. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't believe the number one villain on my list is named Jerry. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, out of your people, does he take the cake? I mean, of who do I have? Fucking Terry or like Dodger, <laughs> right? 
I think that's all I got. So or uh, Billy oh, for Black Christmas. Oh, I forgot it. I did Black Christmas. Yeah, no, he's still above Billy because, like, Billy doesn't. You don't yeah. even see Billy. You yeah. Know? Right. At least this guy, you're like, oh, yeah, he fucks. Yeah, he fucks. Easy number one. I need yeah. to look at my old letterbox review of this. Um. So what are we rating it out of? Oh, man. Apples. apples. Oh, apples. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that okay with everyone? Oh, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that great. for sure. That's a perfect. I'm, we're eating at apples because again, that's what we've all for eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start. This is an easy 10. I fucking love this movie. It's awesome. I will yeah. watch this movie any day of the week. This yeah. It's like when Sam talks about, if someone wants to put this movie on, I'll happily watch it. That's how I feel about this movie. Like, it's, oh, it's so good. My dream is for someone to text me and be like, Molly, you want to watch Fright Night? Like, yeah, <laughs> I do. So good. 10 out of 10. Um, my letterbox review of it, I had it at nine, but I'm not sure why, because this is a perfect film. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 because I don't know what my original, I think I had a problem with maybe that she's like young, but I don't know. I, the movie is so good. Like it's so fucking good. Yeah. And Chris Sarandon just bodies this and it's just very sexy. And you know, Molly's saying if it's on anytime, I happily watch it. Normally I'd say yes, but this is just a little too dangerous to watch amongst (laughs) people that I'm not incredibly familiar with. Like I will say something that concerns them. So this is more of a like, Oh, I'll happily watch it, but it's, it's, Closed yeah. doors. Can't be too horny on the timeline. Yeah, I can't. It's a bit risky, but I'm gonna give it a ten. I don't know. Uh, ten. It gets ten for me. I'll give it a ten. That's you don't good. have to. I was gonna give it a ten if you guys gave it a ten. Okay, good. I was like between nine and ten, and I was gonna give it a ten if you guys did. So, yeah, it's Let's a ten. Go. It's great. It's it's so good. It's like horror, and it has like funny moments mm-hmm. and comedic elements and stuff. It's it's perfect. And it's the horny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, not to be the downer. But... I knew it. Quinn, I swear to fucking God. I was going to give it nine and a half. No! <laughs> I, I've been, this is great, actually, because I've been meaning to talk to you about this. You know what drives me fucking insane about you? Is what? you give so many movies four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Just fucking give it a five. <laughs> what is it costing you to give a movie a perfect score? I don't want to hear it. I think it is. I think four and a half is a coward's rating. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> and now you're going to come onto this podcast and give a perfect movie a nine and a fucking half. I think uh, it's hard for, especially a first view, to get five for me. It either has to, like, get multiple views and, like, grow into the five. And the reason I'm doing four, a nine and a half for this is simply because I thought Sam would, too, because I also don't like evil. Yeah, I hate him. He really brings I this think, down. I think if his character was, like, different, he would, like have more of an impact when he changes, which is a positive of the remake. Mm-hmm. Is they yeah. do some tweaking with evil that I think really helps put it over the top. He's he's much did better. I say, did I say twinking or tweaking? He, so that's that's my reasoning. I I loathe him. Like he really brings me down in this, but I don't know, it's just sexy enough to where I can get past the fact that Ed's present. I think he's great. <laughs> Anyway, 
<laughs> now that no, three I of us have it. rated the movie correctly, um, <laughs> I do let's think move on. If it I makes love me... it so much. If it makes me feel any better, if I get if I get around to making <laughs> the letterbox review, <laughs> the average when I get around to eventually doing the letterbox review, the average will be five stars. I will have to give it five stars on our official okay. review. But you all know it's wrong. About the letterbox review, I don't know what's going on here. This is. I think it's just I've seen you give so many movies that I love four and a half stars. <laughs> that this is the final draw. Here, I'll say I only have like 170 movies out of the thousand plus I've seen that have five stars. Like it's all it's it's earned. I understand that, and I think I'm just angry. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm looking at my last four movies and it's four and a half stars, four and a half stars, five stars, four and a half stars. That's so ironic. Do you want to see what mine is? The last five movies that I've rated, well, actually, just kidding. One of them's one and a half because I watched, I gave a review to The Visit. (laughs) Most of them were five stars. Oh. Oh my God. But for example, I just rewatched The Fog. And it went from three and a half stars to four stars now. So oh, if I see the fog a few more times, who knows? It might end up at five stars. I don't. Okay. Um, so do you have anything to so plug? So recommendations? <laughs> do we have recommendations? Oh, shit. I did not. Oh, okay. I know. I only know one because I already referenced it, but Gremlins. I want to recommend similar effects styles uh, with the climax and the melting away oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's just very 80s feeling and stuff like that. And like both of the leads are like boyish charm type right. types. I'd like to recommend Return of the Living Dead because it's um, yeah. horror and it's also silly and the effects are cool. Yeah. And yeah. also like probably almost any John Carpenter movie, again, because they're like good movies but a lot of them are really silly sometimes and it does that blend of like oh i have another um it does that blend of like camp and horror right like very very well are you i can guess your rec i bet is it monster club oh no oh what were you gonna say return of or um uh Oh wait, you said return. To the <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm I'm, uh, I'm a little uh, lost here. Fine. Oh my god, you Molly, you mollied on the podcast. Oh, oh I just got coconut mall. That's devastating. Um, what movie did it? Monster Club. Right. It's like a Vincent Price movie. So it's made in '81, maybe I think. It's like set in this club and there's like new wave like music and monster stories it's like one of my favorite horror movies it's so good that's a 10 out of 10 movie by the way um i guess um someone else can go um <laughs> i mean uh, lost boys oh yeah probably <gasps> yeah this. i'd also recommend like because of the werewolf transformations uh, american werewolf in london which in the has Halloween. the kind of like comedy also mm-hmm and whatever and then the howling also but that is not really as it's, it's not as not good. comedy well it's it is good it's a good movie it's it's there's no comedic it's not elements as good. i mean i don't know it's fine <laughs> uh so uh oh and also there's so there's the sequel to this i haven't seen it but it's like it's with uh charlie going to college mm-hmm. and it's jerry's sister um is like after him now. I looked up and trying the, to seduce him. I I looked up the um 
IMD, the IMDb yeah. of the movie. And one of the vampires in it is Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. That I'm just going to leave that there. And I don't have anything wow. to say about that, but I just I, I thought know. that was interesting that Uncle Rico plays it's, a vampire. It's directed by the guy who directed Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Ooh, so, nice. got some flair. Yeah. Um, and then there's the remake, and the remake also has a sequel with a different person playing. It's like a directed DVD sequel there with is? like yeah, a different person playing Charlie. Um, it came out like much more recently um anyway oh, wait. i feel like i remember there being a fright night too yeah from 2013 also and there's a yeah i i wanted to mention the the director tom arnold um said in like october oh, last oh, year tom arnold tom, tom holland <laughs> tom arnold <laughs> who even is tom arnold the comedian i don't know who that is <laughs> i just know that name you know who tom arnold is hold on head. you know who tom arnold is it's this guy like I I don't know that guy. What? I don't know him Isn't from that anything. SpongeBob? No, no, that's Tom Kenny. Tom oh. Kenny. Uh, anyway, so Tom Holland said on uh, um, that uh, he in October of 2020 he said he's writing um, a movie called Fright Night Resurrection that is supposed to be just a direct sequel, like like Halloween um, 2018. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a sequel to the original that ignores the remakes and the second uh, nice. Fright Night. Um, nice. and like the resurrection uh, he says that the resurrection is going to mean we're resurrecting Billy and Jerry and that's all I'll say so that's all he had to say about it so, so I, I keep track of every vampire movie I watch in a list where I rank them strictly by what's horniest nice so I'll just recommend there are only five that I consider hornier than this so those would be my recommendations which okay. are the remake of Fright Night mm-hmm the Hunger, coincidentally starting Susan Sarandon mm. huh. in a gay vampire movie. So it's it's really that couple like had similar interests. <laughs> the Lost Boys, Ganja mm-hmm. and Hess, and then Interview yeah. with a Vampire, which I consider the horniest. Interview with a Vampire is just so fucking horny. Uh, also, the dam. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. We're gonna. That's, that has made the list. But also, um, Thirst. Starring Song Kang Ho is a little less horny, but oh, we have it. Yeah, Yeah, we have it. I wanted to watch that. Um, That was one of the movies that I suggested, um, but we had other options. Um, But yeah, I I do want to watch that one. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. Um. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to plug? your stuff yeah i guess i'll get to my voice <laughs> you can follow me on letterbox which is full of porn <laughs> don't do it at leather velma which is also my twitter and then i host a podcast uh called one star where we talk about bad movies with only one star with them uh tipsy terror has guests a few times and mm-hmm. molly individually and soon hopefully Harish or Sam mm-hmm. will also appear. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, when I'm eventually ready to watch S. Darko, I want to go back on again. <laughs> <laughs> when you're emotionally prepared. Um, well, go ahead. I so I just need to say this for peace of mind. When I recommended Monster Club, I was like curious to see what other people I follow have given it ratings of. Quinn gave it a fucking four and a half, but I think I'm about to snap. <laughs> so just right now, while I have you here, um, 
Why is that movie only four and a half? I don't remember. It's, I watched it once a while ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> the only thing I remember from it, like full on, is like the woman stripping down to her bones. The skeleton. Alone I love that gif. Is, is a five star moment. I'll give you that. But I don't know. I don't remember. Every I got, single minute of that movie was ecstasy for me. <laughs> <laughs> And I respect that for you, and I'm glad you got five stars of enjoyment from it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can follow me <laughs> on Twitter and Brotherbox at Midsummer Queen. You can get me on everything at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference. God damn, I had a stroke there. You can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me at Not a Credit Card and everything, and you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror com tipsyterror.rip tipsyterror.wtf tipsyterror.pub uh, oh. and uh, all of those are um, websites you can find our links and tipsyterror at gmail.com at gmail.com and that's it and that's all I have to say and that's bye uh, bye. bye thanks bye. for coming on Quinn it was great yeah. to have you here <laughs>